0: What's good, family? Thank you for stepping into the coach's box. I'm Coach JP3, joined today by Coach Murph. We got a lot of NFL talk for you. Our week four takeaways, our predictions for week five, a little little Seahawks drama, a uh, little inside information we picked up this week from Club Shay Shay. Uh, of course, you know we got to talk Colorado as they look to bounce back against Arizona State, and we're going to talk about where James Harden is going, if anywhere. Uh, And then, of course, we're going to let you know how to spend your money this weekend. So we'll get it kicked off with our week four takeaways. So a lot, a lot transpired and, you know, the Bears lost the lead to the Broncos. But then last night uh, took pretty good care of the commanders. So I I'm really worried about the commanders, man. I like Sam Howe. I like I like Eric Biennium's influence in the offense. I think that's going to be okay, but. Riverboat Ron, man, he might have to go. Magic Johnson was on Twitter just talking about just the lack of fight in the team. And so he's not a person that you want to be on, 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 on his quote-unquote bat side as far as, like, questioning your ability to, to, to motivate and to teach. And so there might be some changes coming up in Washington. Um, but, yeah, what what did you take away, uh, Coach Murph, from uh, the Bears and, and uh, Commanders game last night?
1: It looks like they found a playbook. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Like, there is – well, I'm, I'm so proud of, of DJ Moore, not because I have him in so many leagues, but I can only imagine with the career he had thus far and starting the season off the way he did, that wasn't necessarily his fault. The, the OC and the head coach wasn't really putting Justin Fields or DJ Moore in positions to succeed. I don't know what they were trying to do, but it wasn't working. And I was kind of, and they surprised me because I definitely didn't expect, well, I didn't expect them to win, but even in the way how they won, it made it like even more crazier. So now I'm over here trying to look at Washington and trying to figure out, who they really are because when it comes to the bears, yes, they had a great game in totality. I know they are a bad team, but the commanders, they look like, Hey, this is the team that will, you know, battle tooth and nail with you. They're, you know, they have the, you know, they have the weapons to compete. The only question mark was Sam Howe, but, you know, the way he played thus far until Thursday night, is when you're just like, oh, is this just a bad night, or is this who he is?
0: Right now, nah, I think that, that. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Oh, all right. right. Okay. Well, that defense. Yeah. Uh, the com- the commanders' defense. It was. At what point in time, y'all just gonna be like, bro? I'm not gonna have this. He was getting whatever he wanted. I mean, granted, DJ Moore had some tough catches, but boy, you can't you can't have him have a day like that.
0: So oh, inexcusable. Cause it, yeah, that that one touchdown pass was is just a beautiful pitch and catch. That that one in the corner of the end zone. Um, you know, the defender played it pretty, pretty well. It's just a, a perfect pass and 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 kudos to DJ Moore keeping his feet and hanging on to the ball. But other times, I'm like, how many times are you gonna let this brother behind you? Like, I don't understand. Like it, it's, it's simple because I think one, it was a was it third and 15. And and it's like just keep the play in front of you. And you are force a fourth down and they'll kick a field goal because they're closing Is that. No, DJ Moore gets behind, blown coverage, safety goes and turns his hips towards the other other um receiver. And all of a sudden, there's a big, big, big open pocket for D.J. Moore. He makes the move on the one defender, boom, touchdown. I'm like, don't let – this is that's their number one. I'll let anybody else beat me, but not D.J. Moore. Not D.J. Moore. So, I, the Commanders had a lot of lapses in coverage last night. To your point about Sam Howe, I really didn't blame him much for the Buffalo game because Buffalo's defense is really good uh, and against a young quarterback – and explosive offense on Buffalo's side, you're probably going to get blown out. But this one, I mean, the Bears have been giving up points left and right, and and let the Broncos come back and beat them last week. And so for for your deep, you know, for your defense to struggle like it did, and 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 everything, and for you not to be able to put up points consistently throughout the game uh, on the offensive side, like I'm like, who are the Commanders right now? I know they're better than what they were but exactly how good are
1: they? Yeah, like I – the only excuse that I can think of that why the commanders look like that was last week they fought tooth and nail with the Eagles in an overtime loss, and the Bears took the second half off against the Broncos. (laughs) <laughs> maybe the the bears maybe the bears was just, just a little bit more well rested than they were, even though they were traveling to Washington. You know, they only played a half a game. It was kind of like a preseason game for them.
0: Yeah, uh, that's that's a valid point. That's a valid point because yeah, that, and that's what was so shocking to me is because you know I hold the Eagles' defense in a pretty high regard, and so for them to just be you know competitive like back and forth and to be keeping up i'm like oh, okay okay washington and i'm like but you can't move the ball against the bears defense like come on yeah. Man. Yeah. but also like division games are just different yeah i guess i guess so uh that was a big takeaway uh miami got humbled a little bit uh this past this past week at buffalo it's talking about receivers going off you had dj Moore last night but then you also had Stefan Diggs go off for three touches. And I'm like, there's bad tackling, bad angles. And so I don't I don't know what happened to Miami's defense.
1: Yeah, I will, I mean, I I will go give my credit to Josh Allen because last week I did get on this spot and I said the way that Miami can put up points is when a force. Josh Allen to push the ball and that's when he makes mistakes. Maybe he's a, you know, maybe he's like Anthony Davis and he's just like an every other game type guy. Yeah. Because that, I mean, he played amazing. I mean, it, it looked easy. It looked effortless for a team that was looking so dominant. Like, the Dolphins was looking like the team to beat. But I think what we saw with the Bills is that, yeah, the Dolphins have the ability to put up points, but I don't. They probably, I don't think they faced anybody that could really challenge their defense at a, you know, a high, you know, at a high level because it's easy to like when 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 the teams are when you come out punching first. It can be easy to keep up uh, or keep that lead because it's just like okay, well they got to do. It's like the the opposing team put a lot of pressure on themselves, like okay, we got to push the ball, we got to push the ball. The Bills came out first and was like, all right, now what are y'all going to do about it? Right,
0: right. Completely different tone that you said and had, and putting pressure on Miami's offense, like all right, y'all think y'all can put up points, keep up. Keep up with us then, see what happens. And uh I'm I'm kind of looking forward to the Bills defense. Looks like Von Miller might be playing this weekend. Um so I'm anxious to see how because he's so dynamic, he changes the whole vibe of that defense. And, and so I'm anxious to see him return. If not this week, then then it'll definitely be next week, I'd imagine. So um looking forward to that. Some of the disappointments out there, but bingles got blown out i'm like no 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 wait, wait 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 wait
1: let's just just rip the band-aid off <laughs> just rip the band-aid off you know what i'm talking about
0: listen man i i, I was gonna say that for last like so it's just i'm, I'm just disappointed i'm hurt you know what I'm saying? Like, it made it a little bit better that the Bengals also got blown out in, in our in our division. But Pittsburgh, we talked about this. We just talked about this, Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin, I don't care what type of culture that is created in Pittsburgh. You need to get rid of Matt Canada. Like, I don't care. Like, there are times, somebody could be a part of your family. That don't mean you gotta mess with them. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you gotta love people from a distance. In order to love Matt Campbell's existence, yeah. you have to remove him from your staff. He's not the answer. We've had three-year sample size. That's plenty of time to see if he is the right person. Because if he was progressively getting better, I'd say, okay, you know, let's go ahead and keep it moving, keep it moving with him. But he's not. Like, it's bad year after bad year after bad year. That's, that's enough for me to say that somebody got to go. So I don't care what type of family loyalty you got. You know what I'm saying? You can still send them Christmas cards if you want to. You know what I'm saying? You can do all that. You know what I'm saying? Check on the family, everything, go out to eat. But you got to get rid of that, man. He can't be your offensive coordinator. Like, Coach Murph, you and I might as well be in Pittsburgh doing their offensive, like, coordinate, playing their offense. We might as well. We might as well do it. Might as well hire Roy Johnson. Yeah, just that's how bad it is that it doesn't look like they have an offensive playbook Mm -hmm. just like just like bishop sycamore like there are offense might as well be bishop sycamore i just don't understand how you get beat by the texans like that and it's not even the fact that they're losing it's the way that they're losing they're getting bullied they're getting dominated they're getting hustled out muscled so i'm already like that's why for our week five predictions, I didn't put Ravens Steelers on there. Why? Because that's a waste of time. We all know what it's going to be. Steelers going to get bullied. They're going to get dominated. Lamar Jackson going to go off, and it's going to be all Ravens all day. It's not even the same rivalry anymore. Ryan Clark and Bart Scott talked about it earlier today. Not even the same type of, of vibe anymore. I, I'm, I'm, I'm up to here. I know you can't see me, but my head. My hand is above my head. I am up to here with the mediocrity that we have established in Pittsburgh. I did not leave Cowboys fandom to be sitting here in in mediocre circumstances with the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay? I will return every last poster, every last blanket, every last piece of memorabilia from Pittsburgh if this continues, okay? Because I refuse to be in an abusive relationship. That is all. It's crazy because... (laughs) You know, the, like, y'all's division,
1: people were one of the biggest things Like, oh, you know, Lamar Jackson, you got Deshaun Watson, you got Joe Burrow, and then it wasn't even like any pick. It was just more so the allure of, of Mike Tomlin and what he can do with whatever. Everybody in that division just looks mid. Super mid. Like, even, like, the Ravens are sitting at the top of the division, but it's like they haven't really done anything impressive to me. So I'm over here, like, all right, well, I've said the NFC on the AFC, which your uh, AFC North. But I'm over here, like, that That not even – this is looking like how we expected the uh, AFC West to look last year, and then they came out looking like hot garbage outside of the cheese and just, you know, doing what they always do. So, and she, stop with the, the Taylor Swift stuff. We don't care like that. I'm over here saying cheese are 2 0 when Taylor, they would have been 2 0 without her. Without her being there, they was going to be 2 0 Let's not act like this team was trash and they just started winning. Mm-hmm.
0: They've been winning for years now. Yeah. They got two Super Bowls without Taylor Swift with, with Kelsey on the squad. Now, they really in a relationship like that, good for them. But I don't I don't need to know that Taylor Swift's at every game. Okay. I don't even know that. I, I'm glad that they have a relationship. Glad she's supporting the team. Happy she's there. But I don't need to know all that, all that stuff. Okay, let's just let's just play football at this point. You know what I'm saying? Now if it was Rihanna, it'd be a different story. I'm a little biased, but you know, whatever. But you know, at the end of the day, it's it I mean, I mean good for Kelsey's career too, because well, he has the the most selling jerseys since that was announced, their relationship was announced. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I I guess I guess it's good for Kelsey's career that way, but I don't know, man. And and it's hard to tell what celebrities. Was real, was not. So I don't even. We'll we'll see. I guess moving forward. But yeah. Man. But outside of that, man,
1: some teams that need to do some soul searching. One. They played day ball. <laughs> they played them. Stuck them with Danny Dimes.
0: Oh god.
1: Like to me. Because what we already know, like, of course, we're not in the locker room, but we already know Daniel Jones lost the locker room. He wasn't even, like, a guy like that anyways, where he's just like, oh, this is a guy we're going to get behind. He was just a player on the team. I would have – I honestly don't understand why y'all just didn't franchise tag him. He was going to play. Yes. He was going to play. At this point, y'all would have been smarter franchise tagging him, and then if he decided not to, y'all could have signed Joshua Dobbs first because he looks better than Daniel Jones right now.
0: Mhm.
1: Mhm. At this, like, you probably could have got Carson Wentz for cheap, and y'all would have had the exact same record and probably been losing the exact same way. <laughs> not
0: for real, like. And y'all- And if I'm
1: Saquon, even though that, nah, I'm still injured. (laughs) You know what? I'm still injured. Because at this point, there's nothing else that I need to prove to you. Mm -hmm. This is why I said y'all should pay me. This is why y'all should have paid him over Daniel.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, you know, from a fantasy perspective, I'll start with this. So I had Baltimore's defense and Seattle's defense to choose from. And I played Seattle's defense. And seeing what Baltimore did to Cleveland, I I, I thought Deshaun Watson was going to play, but he obviously didn't. And so I did not I – I left the house. I was not able to change it. And so when I saw that they got a little over 36 points in my league and only gave up three points, they got four sacks, three interceptions, all that kind of stuff, only 168 yards allowed, I'm like, oh, man, I made a mistake. Then comes Monday night. The Seattle Seahawks got me a little, like 40 and a half points. Their defense got me a little over 40 points. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. Exactly. Three points allowed. 11 sacks. Danny Dimes got sacked 11 times in one game. 11. 11. That doesn't count the amount of times that he barely escaped the sack or got hit after he threw the ball or anything, that's just how many times they got him to the ground before he got rid of the ball. Two interceptions, fumble recovery, and the defense scored a touchdown. And the the Seattle offense was struggling for a lot of the game. They had time after time after time to be able to come back, and they couldn't move the ball. And I I felt bad for Danny Dimes at one point. I was like, man, listen, if I was him, I'd be going off on my offensive line. I don't care how bad of a quarterback I am, there is no excuse for me getting sacked 11 times. Like, he's not 11 times being sacked in one game bad. Danny Dimes isn't. Like, that offense a lot means uh, some heavy work. So, get it together, New York.
1: And, but while I was talking about New York, <laughs> let's, the only reason why the Chiefs, is undefeated with Taylor Swift in the building is because they wouldn't allow them to lose against the Jets.
0: Yeah, man. So do,
1: that call was BS.
0: It was. That was a horrible call um, on Sauce.
1: So and like what's killing me is like if you go to ESPN like their app and you click on it, literally the headline is. Patrick Mahomes, he's hold, hold on to beat Jets twenty three to twenty with Taylor Swift. Aaron Rodgers watching, like bro, with Taylor Swift. What was she doing? Was she snapping the ball? Was she blocking? <laughs> was she paying the referees?
0: But that might have happened.
1: Yeah. Like, come on, bro! Like that—that that w- was bogus.
0: Yeah, man. Like that it was nice to see Zach Wilson play well and for him to just be in the zone and seeing his teammates like rally around him. I do think he won some confidence from his teammates because that was a, a really good performance. He had the mistake, which was the fumble, which uh, contributed to the difference in the game. But I agree with you. That was a, was a horrible call. I mean, the, and now coach Murph, let me ask you, you being an Eagles fan, did that trigger you a little bit?
1: Not because, like to me
0: it, it it happened.
1: All we do is just move for it's a new season. It is just, you know, I didn't like when it happened, I didn't even think like that. That wasn't even the first thing that went through my mind. I was just like Whoa, what are we what are we doing? Here? Like y'all are just this is why people think that the NFL is scripted. Mm-hmm. Because y'all have it, looks like that y'all have y'all's favorites, and in certain situations, you're going to give them the extra nudge to get it's like an industry plan. It's like, hey, we like this person, let's get behind this and push them so they can be in the limelight. And then, you know, if you give somebody enough opportunities, if they're good enough, they're going to cash in on that. Mm-hmm.
0: Which they did. They did. They did. Uh um,
1: but it's gonna go come kind of full circle though. Believe
0: that. <laughs> we shall see. That it's funny that you didn't think about that because that's one of the first things I thought about. I was like, Oh, this is the Super Bowl all over again. Yeah. Man, we
1: just put the past in the past when it comes to Philly, right Like it happened new season. That's what Jalen Hurts told us. We just we just learn from it and get better. We don't we don't wallow in that. Yeah. Can't fix it.
0: Can't fix it. That's right. Well, speaking of uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, we're gonna move into our week five predictions. Who's gonna win and why? We have eight Eagles at the Rams. Thank you, Coach Murphy.
1: We better. We're gonna win because we're just better. We're better than them. And I'm guessing it's hard to everybody talking about our brotherly show. If y'all outlaw that, like, that, that's just going to be lack, bro. Like, what? What are we going to do? We're going to – we have the best O-line in the league, and people are saying, like, oh, this play is unstoppable. It should be banned. But we've seen teams try to do it
0: and fail. Mm-hmm. So, what? like,
1: what are we talking about?
0: Yeah, I've seen it in college and in the NFL fail.
1: Hell, Philly did it last year with Garner Minshew, and he failed. <laughs> That's right. the exact same line. That's the exact same line. Just a different quarterback. It's not our fault that our QB can, like, squat 600 pounds and was powerlifting back at high school.
0: Wait, what? But... Jones that they tried that with Daniel Jones on Monday night and he didn't get it like something
1: like that yeah like I, I think I think I think Matt Jones did it too I think the, the Patriots tried too oh, and, it, it, and he failed
0: yeah against the Cowboys my dude my dude yeah, so I, he went straight to the ground bro <laughs> so like what are we talking like y'all just y'all
1: just mad y'all just hating
0: Like because
1: like to me It's not cheating when, like everybody can do it. It's it's legal. Everybody can do it, and you can see that not everybody can do it just because they're not good enough Mm -hmm. to do it. They can't execute it like we can. So, but
0: what what, y'all gonna do with my new player, Puka Nakua? What? What y'all gonna do with my new favorite player Puka Nakua? Ain't nobody been able to slow that man down yet. We got Darius Slay. He'll figure it
1: out. Yeah, okay. okay. We'll figure it out. I mean, you saying that who? What are who are they going to use to stop AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard? Who are they going to use to slow down Swift? who been eating people up week to week?
0: Yeah, Swift been balling. No, I'm with you. I think I I think the Eagles are gonna win. Um I just gonna I just was curious to see what you thought is like cause like Kook and Cool could eat and they still lose the game, right? They, that almost happened last week. Uh so I I'll be interested to see how they play him and um, how they defend him. As well.
1: well, I don't honestly I don't think that it's gonna be a crazy big game for him like he has been because Cup is expected to come back this week. Uh-huh. So his targets is gonna go down a bit, um, but you know this would be kind of our first little statement game because they really haven't played like great defenses outside of like the realm so far this year, and you know he put up 147 on 15 targets against against the round. Uh, I mean against the. Um, Niners defense. So, but I don't, I think Cup was out that game too. So the, the, like it's going to be a little bit skewed because of that. But, bro, that, our front seven, the way Jalen Carter been playing, the way Jordan Davis been playing, still got Fletcher Cox out there, still got Brandon Brown. Like, we will going be in that backfield
0: oh yeah, oh yeah, Baffert uh, will have some challenging moments throughout that game. And sometimes when that happens, you start throwing picks, so uh, I'll be interested to see if that happens. Uh, Cowboys at 49ers. A lot of people are saying this is the game of the week. People talking about it's now a rivalry, and I was like, well, shouldn't Dallas have to win one first before it becomes a rivalry? Because it's looking pretty lopsided to me, so um, I got 49ers it's, in this one. It don't matter how
1: many times the Cowboys lose to somebody. If they face somebody good, as a rivalry. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, this is a good team we're playing. It's a rivalry. Like, bro, you got to show me something.
0: Right.
1: But I, I got the 49ers, too. I just, I'm just unimpressed with the Cowboys. Like, D, or offensively, because we really haven't seen much. It's been the defense pretty much. Handling things. We saw a bit more against the Patriots, but like when you can't really put nothing together on offense and you're just leaving holes for your defense to get tore up. And that's what the Patriots did. They struggle on offense, defense have to stay on the field. And like at some point, plays are going to be given up. But we know that they have a hole in running. And one of the best <laughs> running teams. And to me, right now, the front runner for MVP and Christian McCaffrey, they're gonna have a very long day. A very long day. Yeah. And cause IU could be back, Debo, like you you don't have digs. So it's gonna be it, the 49ers should should have this wrapped up by the third quarter. I give I'll give the Cowboys three quarters, but they they're not going to be able to withstand that physicality, and I think Dak is going to show his true colors. He he'll probably have like two picks on the day.
0: he's been killing me, yeah. my, bro. I'm like Dakota. Come on, man. hey, how many times you gonna be in the red zone and not be able to cash in for a touchdown? Like, and, and that's really not been, like, a big weakness a, a, a of his in past years. So I don't understand, like, why all of a sudden now he's having an issue with all that. Um, no, no Kellen Moore. No Kellen Moore. That might be the thing. If this continues throughout the season, I, yeah, I think we're going to have to look at that offensive coordinator now that McCarthy's calling offensive plays. Like, bro, maybe Kellen Moore wasn't the issue here. Uh, but – Anyways, I just hope to see a good game, regardless. Five I think the 49 Niners will win. Uh, you you made great points about the running game. It's the best way to neutralize Michael Parsons if they have a strong running game and can't chase after the quarterback. Uh, how about I'm gonna show some love to a di- different team here: Texans at Falcons. Both teams doing pretty well this season. Coach Mark, who do you have in this one? Ah
1: man, that's tough. That's tough. I'm i gonna go with the Texans because Ritter has been leaving so much to be desired, and I believe that Texans' defense is respectable. And, and as long as they focus on neutralizing Bijan and Allinger, the way CJ has been playing these past couple weeks, you you have enough to to get a dub out of that. It'll be a close one. It'll probably be something like 2017, 23-17, something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it'll be within a score. But I think that the Texans will take that one.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I feel you in, like, the 24-20, 27-23 20, type. something like, that. yeah. I – Shout out C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryan. You know, I, I I'm not I'm not a Texans fan, but I'm rooting for both of those brothers, and I think they could even on the road get a get a win. I just don't trust the Falcons' defense, and so far the small sample size that we have, the Texans' defense has been a little better than the Falcons' defense. So uh, C.J. Stroud's been a little bit better than Desmond Ritter. So with those things uh, at play, a little bit better. Okay, a lot a bit better, and uh, he's been looking
1: like he looks like this is why Ritter was in Cincinnati and CJ was at OSU. That's what's showing right <laughs> now. <laughs>
0: nah, no, that, that's true. That's true, and um, I and CJ's is playing really good football, and I'm like, man, he could be like one of the first OSU quarterbacks to like really out here and make some noise in the league uh so i'm pretty i'm pretty excited to see to see him do his thing and um him and collins was it nico collins is that his name for the texas man yeah their 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 chemistry is wild man like collins out here going off on people
1: uh, that and and tank tank though
0: yes yes
1: own and I like I I didn't know much about him in college, but um, every year um, Steve Smith Senior would talk about the incoming receivers and break them down, and he he's a big fan of Tank. So when I when he said that before the like even before the draft process, I was like, all right, that's going to have to be somebody to keep my eye on, yeah. um, and. I
0: mean that man, I mean, he knows talent. Yes. yes. So when we talk about talent throughout the years, Club Shay Shay had a very interesting episode. Marshawn Lunch Lynch, one of my favorite people. Uh mm-hmm. I love I love his authenticity. He he says what's on his mind. He's, you know, himself at all times and uh, for those of you that didn't see last week, he had a really good interview with Barry Sanders. And like Marshawn was starstruck. And he just kept saying, Man, I can't believe like we talking right now. Like, you know, just, just all that kind of stuff, just like really give a high praise to Barry Sanders, which is definitely warranted. But it was just like cool to kind of see him just like open up and everything. But he was on Club Shay Shay, and Shannon Sharp was asking us some questions about. Russell Wilson and, and 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 the relationship with the with the defensive side of the Seahawks in particular. Um, but also Marshawn talked about his and Russell's relationship. And so Coach Murph, what were some of your takeaways from that interview?
1: Now Russ is a scrub. <laughs> <laughs> like calling if your teammate reaches out to you and you call him back from a blocked number. That's nasty. That is nasty. Especially somebody like Marshawn Lynch. Like, that's your right hand in the backfield. Like, when Pete, when that, um, picked up, like, when that blitzer comes in and he has to block that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the person you call from a block number. And then, and the fact that he talked about that, how Pete came to talk to the team and said, nobody talks to Russ, it goes through him or the OC that is not something that they create on their own. Mm -hmm. Russ had to say, he had to mention something like, hey, I can't like, maybe it was like an image thing or whatever that he was trying to do. But the only thing that kept playing in my mind was like, for someone to be so religious and holy and then thou, the way things look like in Seattle and how you got to the Broncos, you must think you Jesus. You just think you're just better than everybody.
0: Yeah, like, well, because I, you know, Shannon Sharp was talking about how um, John Elway would, you know, at times go and party with the rest of the team just to build that camaraderie and everything like that. And so I understand if partying is not your jam. Like, partying is not my jam, right? But that doesn't mean you can't be a good teammate, right? That doesn't mean you can't call somebody. And let make sure they have your number like, yo, you know, that doesn't look bad on you. Now it looks bad because you call from a block number. So I don't know what you were thinking, Russell Wilson, that I don't know if you're trying to uphold this image or or what have you, but yeah, it, it bit you in the butt now. And Marshawn was actually being nice about it. Like there was a lot of details that he did not share. I could tell he was holding back in an interview because he didn't want to put him on blast too much, but he he like for you to do that, like, bro, like, come on, man. And, and and it's like I understood what Marshawn Lynch was trying to say, like bro, I got your back, like don't worry about. it. And so the 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 no brainer response from Russ should have been like, yeah, I appreciate that. Listen, if it's the other way around, I got your back too, man. You know, we out here together. We gonna win. We gonna we gonna we gonna, we gonna go out here and win and do our thing. That's it. That's all you need to say.
1: Well, I'm yeah, just... but in his mind. My... You well, know, because because then Russell's mind is like, "Ah, my bad. What do you mean? I'm the team." He probably that was probably his mindset,
0: mm-hmm. and then,
1: that's why he was looking like, so confused. But like to me, I'm over here like it's funny that you—I don't know what they've been feeding you, or if you did it yourself, of making you think that you were as great as you really were. But everybody that knows the game of football knows that it was Marshawn Lynch. And the Legion of Boom that got y'all a championship and a half. And I'm going to say a half because you messed up the other one. Mm-hmm. You allowed them to mess up the other one. That lets me know everything that I needed to know because when they made that call to throw the ball at the one yard line, even though Marshawn got y'all there, you could have audible. You could. You could. But you want you wanted to be the hero.
0: Mm-hmm. And you lost. Along with Pete
1: and them. Yeah, along with Pete and them. Because mm-hmm. last time I... Like, this, and this is what... And the team fell apart ever since... But like, I well, Marshawn said that team was falling apart ever since Pete started treating Russ different. But, like, that sealed the deal because we're talking about... We're talking about legacy putting them in place. Mm-hmm. We're talking about uh you know bonuses being in place and you know these are grown men with with family and they play we work all all this time off season preseason regular season postseason everything at the one yard line and y'all let egos lose it.
0: yes yes and now it makes sense why they were never the same after that, seeing all those dynamics come to play. Because it wasn't just a, oh, let's try to be cute and make a, a play call type of thing. It was it was a legit ego thing. And for Pete Carroll to support that type of behavior from Russell Wilson, I was like, I don't care who you are, bro. I don't care how much we paying you. You, you put your pads on just like everybody else does. So if if you are having a bad game or if you're not giving your all or whatever, then we're going to talk about it. Or if, if you know, you don't have any problem talking to your receivers that they run in the wrong route, you don't have any trouble talking to your running backs that they miss a block, you hold them accountable. So why shouldn't they be holding you accountable? But I, Yeah. So it's just it just sucks to see to see that because man, that could have been two championships. Like you're talking about legacies online, like beating Brady in the Super Bowl. Like, man, like yeah.
1: He is sucker. He is sucker. And the funny thing is, because like like you said the golden name right there, or the, the golden sentence, beating Brady. That alone, like to me. And of course, like stats wise, that's what makes it different and stuff like that. But you have a Super Bowl ring, and nobody is ever going to care or remember it because they're going to remember that game. They're going to remember the less let Russ Cook era and the Let's Riot era. Whereas Nick Foles, love on the death, he played like dog shit the rest of his his career, like post. Even silly, but everybody is going to remember him because he be brave.
0: Mhm, mhm. The thing about it is, if I'm Russell Wilson, it's not like Russell didn't make any plays throughout the game. Like Russell made some really good throws in that Super Bowl, and yeah, Marshawn got you down to the one-yard line, and he punches it in. So, like to me, that doesn't. That doesn't diminish Russell Wilson's legacy if he hands the ball off. It's like, bro, like, everybody who needed to make a play made a play. Defense made a play. Marshawn made plays. And Russell Wilson made plays. Um, Because I forget the guy's name. Was it – is his last name Curse? Maybe, like – yeah, Curse. yeah, that may not catch, yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, that's a memorable moment in that game. And nobody brings it up. Why? Because you lost. Because you didn't hand the ball off. But if he hands the ball off, Marshawn gets that touchdown. Now, all of a sudden, all those other plays that Russ made come into alignment with like, man, that was a dope game. Marshawn punched in. You see Russ made that throw. You see the defense make this play. Like, And now it it would, it's, it would all deteriorates because you wanted to have the moment. But you had a bunch of good moments throughout that game that people could have looked at and say, yeah, like Russ contributed in, in, a, in a great fashion to that Super Bowl. That's so, cool, man. so it's like this is like perspective man and i don't know i don't like to say that that god does certain things if i don't have confirmation about it. but everything that's happened afterward kind of speaks to that like Look, hum- i, really. I
1: yeah, no, he he got humble quick and like i think what it was is like obviously they wanted him to be the hero but if you looked at the if people that was watching a game, and you look it up stats wise. You knew that last touchdown, whether it was Russ or it was Lynch, whoever made that last touchdown was going to get Super Bowl MVP. On Club Deche, Lynch said how he didn't mess with Pete and Pete. I'm pretty sure, knowing the type of person that you know Lynch is for what he shows in the in the media, and that. Pete knew that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Pete didn't want to see Lynch have that Super Bowl MVP
0: and the thing that boggles my mind is all right, let's just say you know we're 100% right about this and Pete over here being petty because he don't want Marshawn to get that, that MVP but why would you call that play though if you wanted Russell Wilson to be the hero as bad as that sounds, the brother's mobile. The brother could have just ran the ball in from the one-yard line. You know, I know that push play that we were talking about earlier wasn't, like, as high of a thing, but quarterback sneaks were still the thing, right? Yeah. you could, you could, He could have fell forward for a yard and got the touchdown with a little push from the offensive line. He could have, like, uh, did a, a, a rollout, right, a bootleg out the pocket and probably got there. Right, because that's not something that the Patriots would have picked up on, on film. But what do they do? They go to a play that Malcolm Butler says, Yeah, we saw that on film. So not only were you ignorant and not wanting Marchant to get the Super Bowl MVP, but you called the dumbest play possible for Russ to try to get the MVP.
1: So yeah. One of my favorite uh one of my favorite statements when you're like in a situation similar to that is you want Philly Philly? <laughs> <laughs> I mean he wasn't as he wasn't more mobile, but he got it done. Shout out to the
0: Philly special, shout um, out to Nick Foles. You know. Oh um, Dougie Pete. Dougie Pete, man, who I'm gonna I'm gonna need y'all to get it together in Jacksonville. That's another takeaway. What y'all doing over there, man? I just, I just won, but like they, they're not looking like the team that we expected them to look. They're yeah, not, I know. I, I, yeah, yeah. They mad I know. It right now.
1: And it's all good. They about to, they about to pick it up.
0: And and because one thing I was, you brought up a good point. That I'm talking about the ASC North and how three teams from that division can make it to the playoffs. And it's like, well, they they keep on this trajectory. It might just be one, maybe in a one and a half, counting the Browns, but that leaves another spot. If the Bengals keep going in that direction, then that's going to open up a slot for someone else. It sure as hell ain't going to be for Pittsburgh. So, like, there's another AFC team that could be taking that slot, and that's what I'm like. Come on, Jacksonville, like, go ahead and take that, take that spot. So, I don't, I don't know because the Titans are playing pretty well. The Colts are playing pretty well. The Texans are playing well. This isn't a walkaway division like y'all thought it was going to be. So I'm going to need y'all to be on y'all's A game. Man. But anyways, A games uh, were a part of the Colorado-USC matchup. Uh, so I'll just speak about this briefly. Is I saw what I needed to see in that game. Last week's episode, I said I don't expect them to win. But I, I need to see them play much better than they did against Oregon. I need to see that heart. I need to see them dogs that Dion was talking about. I need to see all that. And that that took place. You know, you get, they got off to a really rough start. They got to knit that in the bud because they get off to very slow starts and they have to play catch up. But for it to be as close of a game as it ended up being and showing that fight in the second half, uh, that shows that the team's headed in the right direction and hopefully that they – they're building that resiliency as a program and i think that's very attractive to recruits to say man like man if i was there maybe maybe we could have won that game you know and if you got a bunch of like potential talent out there saying that to themselves like man they need me they they have me we could we could have made a difference there that's going to be great for recruiting what will not be great for recruiting is that they lose this week to arizona state you can't be losing to those type of teams, the Arizona States and the Stanfords that are on your schedule. That's going to kind of kill that recruiting buzz that they've worked so hard to build up.
1: Listen, they're going to beat ASU. They, they're just not that good. And the one thing is, like, seeing how they played against USC, like, I know it's unfortunate not to have Travis Hunter, but the only benefit in this is that you're giving – other players are getting more opportunity. You saw Marion step up and do a lot, t- took his talents from one stage and dancing and stuff and singing for a living to playing football. Head on to my boy, man. 21 and Illusion was a great album. Tex playlist, great album. You know what I mean? Uh, but, but now when Travis Hunter gets back, like teams are going to learn that, okay, yeah, he's probably the better receiver. He's probably the better corner, but we have to respect these other, you know, these other players on the field now, which will give, uh, you know, Shador is getting more comfortable with them. And I think there'll be even more of a threat Um, down the stretch when Hunter comes back. But I I love what I saw against USC. I, I think that loss to Oregon left a bad taste in everybody's mouth, especially on how the Oregon head coach went about it. They have a bye week this week, but best believe I'll be watching when y'all play Washington next week.
0: So Pennix Jr. ain't no joke, man. But yeah. We, we, Bro, they
1: about to I I want them to, I want Washington to dog walk down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, if they do, we're gonna give you your own segment on on the following show. Um.
1: Listen, man. They
0: could they could win. I'm gonna find something bad to say. Let's believe that. <laughs> oh man, but now nah, that it was good to see Colorado fight like that. Um, and so my, my only concern is they're not out the wood yet because they still got some tough opponents ahead. You know they have Oregon State, they have Arizona, they have UCLA, they have Utah. Uh, so there's going to be some some big matchups underway, and so they gotta they gotta take every game that they can take and and get what they can. Um, it does not take opponents lightly, kind of like they took Colorado State. So um, I just hope they keep their foot on the gas and just just ride this energy, even though through it is it's a loss. Like ride what they built there and just take it all out on these other teams. So, um, Switching to a little bit of NBA. James Harden back at practice, finally. You know, he skipped the media day. He skipped some other stuff. Now, Coach Merv, do you see James Harden going anywhere, or will he be in a Philadelphia uniform the entire season? I think that he'll
1: be there until the trade deadline. And that's whether they're doing good or you know, mediocre. I don't think they'll be a bad team. But, you know, the fact that he said he's going to make it uncomfortable for them, um, I think they're going to feel that. And it's going to get to a point where it's just like, okay, if we're really making a playoff place we can't have this in this locker room. But that's also going to lead to them being like, I'm going to have to accept the Well, you know, ownership to be like, I, I have to accept less because nobody's going to send you some, you know, game-changing package for James Harden. One, he's on the last year of his deal. Two, he forced himself out of Houston. He forced himself out of Brooklyn. And he's trying to force himself out of here. So even if he says, I want to come here, he said he wanted to come to Brooklyn. He said he wanted to come for the
0: Sixers,
1: so it's like, how how much can I really hold that? I make and the only team that I can really think taking a chance on him at the trade deadline is is the Heat because they'll probably be like, okay, we probably just have to send like a few second rounders, maybe a pick swap something like a uh, like a first round big swap, something like that. Like I don't have to send, like I, I shouldn't have to send any players or anything. Well I guess you have to send players to make the money match, but nothing of value. Like I don't really think you would even have to send out a hero unless if you really wanted to. But like I'm just done with hard <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sick of it. He's like a
1: child.
0: No, nah, for real. For real, he yeah. is like, like yeah. a spoiled child. Man, Cause I, I mean, I don't know what's going on. I, I guess I could see Miami since they didn't get a little here. Uh That's going to be a wake-up call for Harden, though, because if he signed up for Miami, yeah, you ain't showing up to camp out of shape. You ain't. Throwing out all that drama out and, and flailing your arms trying to draw fouls when you just need just complete the play. Uh, all these lapses on defense and it, nah, you ain't doing that in Miami. So if he does go to Miami, if if they don't see a, a, a new and improved version of James Harden, he's gonna be out of Miami quick too. Yeah, and Jimmy Butler and his new perm gonna have to make sure he leave Miami.
1: Listen, now he's going through a lot. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm on my emo. <laughs> i was like <laughs> Jimmy traumatized right now. they <laughs> traumatized.
1: Oh god!
0: Uh, but I'm worried about Jimmy off the court, but I'm not worried about Jimmy on the court.
1: He's just giving y'all something to talk about, man. Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. All Joke Society. Right. well, Coach Murph, as we wrap up, go ahead and tell the people how to spend their money this weekend.
1: All right, y'all. Let me tell you a little something, something. something. All
0: right, so
1: one, like I said, Colorado is going to be ASU, mm-hmm. ASU is trash, bump down, bear down. You know, my I am a U of A alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I got two NFL. One is the Bengals beating the Cardinals. This is not because I take the Cardinals lightly, but this is because I do believe that this is do or die for the Bengals. And Burrow is playing. And and in my mind, if they lose, just shut Burrow down for the year, let him get healthy, and just try to make moves at the trade deadline, draft picks, whatever and build that lineup before you get him back there next year. And the last one, it's a risky one, but I have my reason. Oh. Jacksonville over the Bills. Oh. And the reason why I say that is because Jacksonville played internationally last week against the Falcons, and they're playing again against the Bills this time. The Jags are one of the premier teams that is always playing international games. So I kind of view them as, like, whenever they go, it's a home game for them. They will be more accustomed than most teams that go out there. And I also said that, you know, Josh Allen is like AD every other game. So this might be one of them down weeks for them. And just because of the familiarity and the comfortability of the Jags already being um, in an international game last week, that this should be a win for them.
0: You already got Colorado over Arizona State. You got Bengals over Cardinals. And you have that mm-hmm. over bits. And it's sure i think that's that's a pretty good bet right there um we'll get that money man get that money and share it with us here at the Coach Spots if you win so <laughs> uh but thank y'all for rocking with us this week uh love doing these episodes for y'all so keep the the listeners coming and keeping the the good the positive comments um our way appreciate it uh for those of the united states listening for those across the globe that are listening appreciate y'all's support so, um, by the coach Murph, I'm Coach JP3. We're going to holler at y'all next time. Stay blessed and stay safe, y'all. Peace.